Good morning. Good morning. While, while we've been chatting and chatting and chatting about what to chat about, the story we were discussing has moved from the middle of Zero Hedge to the top. It's now the most popular story on Zero Hedge. Is it? Yes. SEC <coughs> charges Mormon Church for concealing $32 billion portfolio. It is the top. It's above, it made it to KSL. <laughs> it's above the, on Zero Hedge, it's above the... Putin suspends new start nuclear treaty, puts missiles on combat readiness. <laughs> Zero Hedges put the SEC finding the church above the nuclear war. Nuclear war. <laughs> wow. 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 I don't know. This got a, this got us started on a, a lengthy discussion. Two, we might have to make a short podcast because we've had so much fun talking the, without talking. Are, are the two related? Is the church being fined? Is that a, a last... Last. Well, for the, for the listeners that don't know, and by the way, this did make it to KSL with this little different spin, but and we're not going to link to KSL, but uh, the local communist rag. Yeah, tell tell the listeners what the what happened. What given the just the quick synopsis of the 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 church essentially has agreed to pay a fine. Yeah, so this all started back in 2019 with a, a whistleblower, and I I don't remember this person's name. We should probably look it up, but. He broke a story to the Washington Post, I believe, alleging that the church had a undisclosed secret, you could use that word, hedge fund called Ensign Peak Advisors, right? And that they had a multi-billion dollar uh, investments, stock portfolio, et cetera, et cetera, and that they weren't, and that the existence of that and the way that money was being used was in violation of U.S. code. And the Wall Street Journal picked up the story. Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal had the quote from the then, I, I think it might have, he might have stepped down, but then president of Ensign Peak saying, well, we kept this secret because if the members of the church knew about it, they wouldn't pay their tithing. <laughs> Is that what he really said? <laughs> yeah, and I remember that, that quote just okay. blew my mind. But anyway... This is kind of the conclusion, I guess, to, to all of that, in that the SEC, not the Southern Southeastern, Southeastern Athletic Athletic Conference. Conference with you know, Georgia and so forth, but no, the Securities and Exchanges Commission, which, by the way, I have no, no love for these guys, but they've, uh, they've fined the church. Five, I have no love for the empire. They've charged Ensign Peak. $4 million, and they've charged the church itself $1 million. So the church itself is paying a fine. $1 million. Okay. <laughs> which uh, we did some rough math. It's, it's, this, is, um, this is like if you got a speeding ticket and the cop asks you to pay a nickel. <laughs> you know, this is nothing. That's what the rough math equated to. It's like if there's a $32 billion portfolio, it's one one-hundredth of a percent. Well, and the thirty-two billion is only like the stock op stock part of it. the 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 estimated value of the Ensign Peak account is north of a hundred billion dollars when you look at all of the other 
Here's a, a quote. According to the whistleblower. The journal reported, this is the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. It's got to right. be the only journal. Current size of Ensign Peaks Holdings remains a tightly held secret. The firm, based in Salt Lake City, was incorporated in 1997. Under SEC rules, it must disclose some types of investments, like U.S.-listed stocks that it manages directly, which amounted to roughly $40 billion on September 30th. The price, the value of stocks is actually changing in the, in the markets that. these days. It, it changes. That. It could change up or down. We don't know. <clears throat> The remainder of the portfolio is made up of investments such as fixed income securities, private companies, or funds, period. <laughs> my voice inflection was wrong at the end of that sentence. <laughs> my voice inflection was wrong at the end of that sentence. Enzyme Peak had an estimated $100 billion in holdings in 2019. Right. So didn't I, they uh, when it, didn't when all this news broke they they were talking like it was fifty billion. The no, number, the numbers keep multiplying. The, I, I How believe, much is the church worth, Bobby Flood? If I were to guess, I would say it's a trillion dollar church when you count the land and the the real estate, the buildings, the, everything. Add in the human resources. Well, that's infinite and in and in free. <laughs> By the way, this is the Mind Virus podcast. It's February 21st, 2023. I am Jordan Bruno. You are, and I am Bobby Flood. And we are just reading the news. <laughs> no other no other motives, nothing, just as normal, <clears throat> looking at Zero Hedge, flying by the seat of our pants here. Well, what else is on your mind? What else? Uh, what, 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 anything else to say about this? Is that... Uh, well, I, I this, is that just a non-story. This got me uh, thinking: has the has the has the church ever been fined by the SEC like this before? I think in I some think this is the first time because if you pay the fine, you admit to the crime. I guess you know that's why they love to get you on. Or you call it a, a small settlement. Thing. We neither we neither acknowledge. Yeah, or, I guess you could do that. You know, we just want this to go away. I'm um, not finding it on uh, KSL anymore. Did it hit the front page and then leave? I saw it as a little uh, like notification on my phone. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's there. Weather alert, winter storm warning. Utahns save thousands in sales, by, in sales tax by registering new cars in Montana. But is it legal? <laughs> yeah, it is. In Montana, it's legal to register a car. Um, oh, there's the all-star game. Uh, this weekend in Utah. That was big news, wasn't it? I found that out listening to the radio a couple of days ago. Yeah. Here's the quote. And this is quoted by the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, this is editorial. So it says, For members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, tithing, donating 10% of one's income to the faith, quote, this is Roger Clark, Quote, is more of a sense of commitment than it is the church needing the money, Roger Clark, head of Ensign Peak Advisors, which manages the denomination's investing holdings, told the Wall Street Journal. Quote, so they never wanted to be in a position where people felt like, you know, they shouldn't make a contribution, Clark said. So there's that quote. But yeah, the, the NBA All-Star Game. I guess happened. Okay, so what what was the name of the uh, 
what's the name of that article? Here's a deeper. Here's how the LDS Church investment arm is that the one? Uh, it's from 2020. LDS Church kept the lid on its 100 billion dollar fund for fear tithing receipts would fall. Account boss tells Wall Street Journal. And if you, uh, if you, okay, there if, I found it. We're going to link to the you, Tribune. If here you so run you into the Tribune's quote. ad blocker and you use Safari, you can go into Reader View, and it will get rid of it. Yeah, because if you're using an ad blocker, the Tribune will say, "Oh, you're using an ad blocker." If you disable it, you will let you see this article. You just use Reader View, and it slips around that, and you can you can read there. And the Wall Street Journal incredible has incredible journalism, right? Wall Street Journal does have a paywall. I'll link to I'll link to that too. But anyway, it's old news. This is old news. The big news is we changed the temple ceremonies, but can we talk about that? Um we can't I, we can't really divulge anything uh, that was supposed to be held secret, but we you recently attended. There's yeah, it's there's it's it's a uh, uh, there's a lot of changes. Is that like if you were to synopsize it, you'd just say a lot of changes? Yeah, there's more explanation uh, at the beginning about what you're there to do. And I suppose that can be a good thing, especially for first timers. My, my impression from what you told me was that uh, it's more streamlined to make it easy, more easily administered. It's yeah, not it, shorter. It's it's, not I shorter. thought it was going to be shorter, but... It's almost all virtual. It's almost all on screen. And so less temple workers can manage it? Yeah. Is that kind of one of the things? Probably, yeah. And it's a, there's an emphasis on that you're making these covenants, and it's important, and then they go through everything, and they've, they've made it easier to, to get through the logistical aspects, like the clothing and, yeah. and standing up and sitting down and all that stuff. No, no receiving of tokens? Like virtual. no physical. It's all virtual. It's all virtual. Yeah. Right. So um, I was just wondering aloud when we're going to replace the bishopric with an AI. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because. Well, you could all. You, you're, you, like a kiosk. You could, you could get to the point where you could actually do it now to where church, any church, could be completely virtual on your screen. You just log in. And you could hear a very <coughs> stirring, I'm sure, a very stirring AI speech in any voice you want. We could roll a television. We could still do the community thing, but we could roll a television screen up to the pulpit. <laughs> we could. And, and we could have uh, an AI. That reminds, like, that's kind of... The AI would be trained on the handbook, of course, and the standard works, but... They would have like prioritization of what, you know. That's kind of what general conference. And on general conference, yeah, it would be trained on general conference. I mean, general conference is basically that without the AI. It's a screen on the, up on the pulpit or the stand. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it is. That's right. We're watching it on a screen, yeah. Or in your home. Are you saying they deep faked general conference, Bobby Flood? No. No. Did you, did I, did you think it? I think I heard the thought. No, but I was thinking. Appear over your head. I was thinking how. And then I saw it materialize. It's like, you know, you know, today, today I would like to hear a sermon from Morgan Freeman in his soothing voice. In the soothing voice of Morgan Freeman. Um, as if he and you were. And you could program that. As if he were a member 
of the general authorities of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter. There was a. I saw I saw a comedian, a voice impersonator, teaching how to do Morgan Freeman. We should try that. Can you do a Morgan Freeman? I can't. I've okay. tried, and I, I I can't for some reason. I can't even get close. But you know who can do Morgan Freeman was whoever the voice actor was that recorded the the voiceover for the new upcoming RPG role playing game video game called. I am Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, this is good. I got a link from Bobby over the weekend about you can play a video game now as Jesus Christ. You can, and I watched a guy play it. Uh, I watched a streamer play it, and it was a, a strange uh, juxtaposition because this, this streamer's not a... Uh, he, he, he's, he, uh, he's, he uses profanity a lot. Including, that's taking, inter- it's interesting that we call profanity profanity because you have the sacred versus the profane, right? You know, and I think the makers of this video game were sincere, like sincerely trying to make an educational and kind of experience. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting how they implemented combat, and I'll explain that in a minute. But this okay. this streamer kept saying, "Holy sh." That, but you also use the word holy. Yes, because is that is that technically profane if it's holy? <laughs> I'm just know. I'm just asking but the question. But he he would say the he would the take, Lord the Lord was repeatedly accused of profaning and blaspheming. True. Just FYI, he would use the Lord's name in a in a okay in a in a explan ex, expletively ex, ex, right and explicative then, way. So he says it, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, that's me. That's me." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, the game was uh, like I, I watched this guy play it for a bit, and it's 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 a little bit uh, off, but it's also uh, made me think about some things, and I think we can get into that in a minute. But okay. on the combat, so you know, as we know from the New Testament, Jesus goes into the wilderness for forty days to fast, and during mm-hmm. that time, he's he's confronted right by Satan. Yeah. So in that. So he combats the devil? In that confrontation, you, you repel the devil's temptations with like almost like spells. Really? <laughs> you have to time it just right. And I'm moving my hands because your hands are on the screen. It's like... I noticed that from the, the trailer that you sent me. The hands are like out there. Yeah. Jesus' hands are out there and they sometimes are blue. Yeah. And sometimes... And I think uh, the transparency... Not. There's times when you got to heal somebody. And like you go into the blood vessels or something, and yeah, you ha- and I you- think you have to time the buttons right. Okay. To to succeed at the miracle. <laughs> Interesting. But it got me thinking on a more. Well, you can't just be Jesus right off the bat. You got to work it out. Well, there's a very long intro where it goes through like the whole nativity scene, uh, kind of in a, as a, in an animated cut scene, and then Jesus is woken up as an adult and in a female voice says it's now time for you to work your miracles and you okay. need you need to find John the Baptist so you can be baptized and and it's kind of funny that like Jesus is like who and he spends you spend a lot of a few minutes in the game trying to track down this John the Baptist character and he mm-hmm. he has to ask people have you heard of John the Baptist and the voice acting's not great oh, okay so how does this compare to Hogwarts by the way well, do you, do you can you tell or can you make a can you make a qualified opinion not having actually played it from a video game standpoint? I think in Hogwarts is going to be the bigger 
seller. Really? And the better game. Okay. Hogwarts Because on, the, on the Twitter thread that I got from you, there were a lot of people saying G-O-T-Y, which I think means game of the year. Yeah. They were saying that about the Jesus game. Yeah. It's probably they were probably being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, right? By the way, I I finished the main story in Hogwarts Legacy. I have about sixty five hours in the game now. Congratulations. And uh it's it's excellent. It was a great experience. I'm not done with the game. Mm-hmm. Because they are geniuses over there at these video game companies and there's all of these checklists and I want to complete them. So you have lots of other things to explore. Yeah. And there's a lot of the map, you know, the world I haven't seen yet. So Did you get the deluxe edition? I did. I'm mm. a sucker for those things. I usually pay the extra 10 bucks to get the... In this case... I was reading about it. You can ride and see the Thestrals. Yeah. In this case, um, you get a Thestral mount and you get some dark arts clothing that has some cool skull animations on the robes. So you're a Death Eater now. You can be. I do know that unforgivable curses but right which, now which house did you get sorted into slytherin gryffindor slytherin gryffindor right Gr- gryffindor in fact right now my character I think you probably gamed that you you can you didn't answer the questions truthfully did you no i, I did <laughs> okay but once you're sorted you you can say you can nah i want to switch i want to be hufflepuff which no one ever chooses hufflepuff let's be honest <clears throat> the cool ones were gryffindor because that was harry potter's and that's kind of the noble, honorable house. Mm-hmm. Ravenclaw was cool because ravens are cool. And, <laughs> and then Slytherin was cool because it's the evil house. And then Hufflepuff, it's like, well, you guys go garden. They're the gardeners. You guys go grow the screaming weeds and just leave us alone. <laughs> They're the, what is it, Amnity in uh, Divergent? You remember those movies? Um, Divergent, <clears throat> Insurgent. Right. Consurgent. I, I kind of remember them. Belligerent. I'll show you a picture. So the, the resurgent. Co- you can do lots of costumes. Emergent. In Hogwarts, which is a lot of fun. And currently, this is what my, my character is dressed in. He's in his full Quidditch garb, Quidditch robe, Quidditch. Red and gold uniform, Gryffindor. Quidditch helmet. He's looking good. Quidditch Bobby, goggles. Bobby, you're taking this pretty seriously. You've got screenshots on your phone to show people. Well, that's a screenshot posted to somewhere where I showed people. But we were... That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> but because it's a single-player game, you have to do thing, different things to share it with people. So that's I kind of see the resemblance. No, he doesn't look anything like me. But anyway... A, y- a younger Bobby Flood? A fifth year? Yeah. Anyway, it's a great game. I hope it gets the... Uh, G-O-T-Y? Yeah, I hope it gets the accolades and the praise that it deserves. The it's certainly goatee. going to sell well. And yeah, It's going to be sure. a big seller for Warner Brothers and Avalanche and other people involved. So I hope it makes them all a lot of money and they can continue to make good games. So who produced the Jesus game? Is this an Enzyme Peak Advisors uh, <laughs> enterprise? <laughs> no. No. It's not I, the church. No, it's not the LDS the church. The LDS church. I don't know who produced it. It's some other it. church, some other group. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they just, I don't know if they did it because they're believers and they want to, this is their way of kind of spreading the news, the good news. I kind news. of get the feeling that's the case. Um, or if it's someone, see. Or are they trying I, to cash in? It's not a joke. It, it's I not a joke. It's a jo- that takes a lot of time and effort. 
and no, money it's, it's, to do that sort of thing. It's not a joke game. It's not someone making fun of, of Jesus or Christianity. I do think it's a little strange, but it's an interesting thing. Well, it's an experiment. Thing. Kind it's of, right? a thing that's out there. And, and it got me thinking about uh, the game, and you, you pile the game on top of something like The Chosen, on top of this uh, Kelsey Grammer movie coming out about a Jesus revival, on top of the real-life revival that appears to be happening at this uh, college in Kentucky. Have you heard about this? No. What are we talking about? There is, let me look it up. Um, there is currently a revival going on at, um, I'm looking up the name of the school so I get it right, Asbury University. A-S-B-U-R-Y. Yeah, if you look up Kentucky College Revival, you get some stories like on Google. This is on Google. Uh, Religious revival at Christian University moves after two weeks. Asbury University ends 24-7 revival meeting after 50K flocked, 50,000 flocked to Kentucky town Mm -hmm. overnight. Uh, I believe that says overnight. That's Fox News. Nonstop worshiping gathering. Worship gathering at Kentucky School echoes an old Christian tradition, CNN. Yeah, and it's spread to some other uh, universities, Christian universities. Um, I've seen a few video clips, and it looks, I, I mean, I don't know, right? It's, I don't, I don't want dis, dis, to say that this isn't real. It was 50,000 people over 13 days. And I don't want to say that it's completely real, but it's, a, it's an interesting and I think a neat uh, thing to see like these college kids which aren't you know more and more young people are becoming less and less religious apparently so this right. was kind of a uh, uh this was kind of a uh, refreshing thing to see a lot of young people and i think other regular people you know not college students showed up as you've just mentioned so i'm wondering so what i'm all getting at here is you see you see more of Jesus in real life events you see more in entertainment and I wonder and this is something we've talked about in the past is there a, a movement happening is there a revival so to speak happening mm-hmm. is the spirit of truth and light increasing or just the idea of Jesus and a savior right, right? is that increasing simultaneously while we're also seeing the forces of darkness increase and become more blatant. The Fox News article says, the movement began after students refused to leave following a chapel service last Wednesday, and the services have grown to pack the school's chapel with worshipers from all over the country. And I'm sure there's people, I'm sure people come and go because you still got to go eat and maybe go to other classes, but it's, it's just been this continual thing for a couple of weeks. And I think it'd be really hard for uh, the administrators of a Christian university to shut that down. Well, it says, the next p- paragraph is, the university designated Monday as the, quote, concluding public worship service of the event, stating that from Tuesday onwards, services would be moved off campus. So uh, they felt like they had to shut it down. Well, and I, I think they I think they let it go, you know, long enough. And, and what what's interesting now, though, is what happens next? Were the people that there, were they there out of curiosity? Were they there, were their hearts really changed? And, and I hope so. And, and does it lead to more light and knowledge, more truth, more Christianity? And I don't mean that in a, in a, con, con, in a, a convert sort of way, but just more Christian behavior stemming from 
mm-hmm. all all of this. Um, you know, we I I mentioned that the the streamer playing that the Jesus game. I mean, that streamer is you'd never know it by looking at him. In fact, he's the one we he's the one that the AI voice uh, oh from that, last that we last linked, week that we, we linked we to. linked to. He's not a religious guy, but he exposed this game. Al Asmongold. Asmongold. AI Asmongold. Okay, it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not AI. It's not Al. It's not AI. Al. Yeah. Asmongold is his name, and and uh, he he makes millions of dollars a year doing this, doing really? the streaming, and um. So he's he, playing the game, and he's like contemplating but, uh, what it's like to be Jesus. Well, and he's exposing that. To you know, to lots of people, a lot of his live stream will get anywhere from thirty to a hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. and then his YouTube clips will get millions of views. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe mo- the majority of those people will look at it and kind of make fun of it. He's kind of playing it in a ton- in a tongue in cheek way. Well, sure. He looks like that kind of a <clears throat> streamer, right? You know, like, but I. I he also can be pretty thoughtful and interesting, and it's one of the reasons he's so popular. Okay. Never watched it. Have you spent a lot of time yeah, following this guy? Yeah, I've watched a lot of his stuff, because he plays a lot of the games that I like to oh, play. Oh, okay. So a lot of it's about video, video gaming. All, almost all of it. Oh, But okay. he does a lot of reaction videos now. <laughs> that's, okay. a big, that's a big genre now, reacting to other people's videos. So anyway, yeah, here we are. By the way, Ensign Peak and church officials say they haven't violated any tax laws and that the fund was a, quote, rainy day account to be used in difficult economic times. Wasn't there something about it being saved for the second coming? Yeah, that was another Roger Clark quote, I think. From the Trib article? I don't remember where he said it. It might have been in that. I think at the time I paid for the Wall Street Journal. And so I, I got to see know, that whole article. I just want to look into the future and see what the Dow and the S&P will be at during the second coming. Will it be at record highs, record lows? Will it still exist? You know, when you're trying to convert all that billions and billions of cash into, well, or sorry, of, of stocks, cash. sorry, of, you're going to convert the, because you got to convert the, the stocks into cash, right. and then you got to get that out through the CBDC. <laughs> <laughs> to the right people, which probably, I don't know who the church is planning to distribute that to or how they're going to use it, but you got to get it out of the market. That means somebody has to take the other side of the trade, right? So when you go to sell $32 billion or $50 billion, whatever it is, of stocks during the second coming, how does that play out? Just, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just postulating, <clears throat> just asking the question. I found it kind of interesting that right after this, uh, original story broke the whistle bro the whistle, whistle bro the whistle bro <laughs> today they're now called whistle the bros. whistle blower i believe that was like october 2019 well what happened six months later there was some pretty harsh economic situations <laughs> sure and i don't know that the did did all of that money benefit any Buddy, did it benefit the church? I mean, I know they I think lost, they might have just called that a cloudy day. They lost a, a lot day. of value. They lost a lot of paper value when the stock market crashed in late February 2020. Yeah, but there was like a V-shaped inflationary type of a... Oh, yeah. And by the way, if you held Pfizer and Moderna stock which or J&J they, stock... Which they do. In fact, they own uh, tens of millions of stock in those, according to the 
release the the filing that the Salt Lake Tribune published. Hmm. Um, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Google, Pfizer, Moderna, J and J, which is why I, mean, I think I've said this before. Like one of the major problems I have with the vaccine letter, other than it just saying that the vaccine is safe and effective, is that the church <laughs> pushed this letter out knowing that they could stand to benefit financially from it because they own Pfizer stock. And so right. if they can get more people to take that, you know, maybe potentially that, not that, maybe not that specifically, but they could goose the stock, right? More uptake, more governments buying the because let's remember, not there's not a single individual on the planet that bought the Pfizer shot. Governments bought it and then gave it away for. Or, or you mean every free. individual on the planet well, purchased right. it through inflation yeah, and through but, taxation? Right, but you know what I mean. Like you, you don't. You, none of us went right. to. None of us went to Walgreens and and bought the shot, or even went to the doctor and and said, "Yeah, I'd like to buy the shot." The same way you might go to the doctor and pay for a physical or go to Walgreens and buy the COVID test, which Abbott Labs, also a company the church has stock in, Abbott Labs produced those COVID tests mm-hmm. that they were selling for $24 each at the Walgreens and Walmarts and everywhere else. So this is like, it was getting, this is like getting candy for free from, I don't know what, like the stuff they throw out at a parade or pedophiles use to try to attract <laughs> young kids. I don't know. Is it free candy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty free candy there for a free while. Free as in free candy, <clears throat> free beer, free as in uh Well, if you were in New York, the state of New York and you or the city at least and you got the shot, remember you got free burger and fries. Remember the mayor saying, "Oh, there's so a You even got the shot and free stuff." Yeah, do you remember the video of the the mayor? Oh, there was some there were some lottery type of things too, right? We yeah. don't we can't forget the lottery stuff. Yeah. Even Utah consider, I don't know if Utah ever implemented something but you could get there was a lot of things you could get for free if you went and got the they were bribing you to take the shots but the you video could get myocarditis for free yeah, well yeah, i don't know if it's that's free or not it has some some costs involved well, you get it for free you get it for free but the video of the former new york city mayor what was his name uh de blasio no wasn't it cuomo who was the governor? No, that Cuomo was the governor. I think it was look up De Blasio, yeah, it was De Blasio hamburger right. video, which isn't his real name, by the way. He, he changed his name to be more um, ethnic sounding. I think his real name was Wilhelm. But anyway, the video is so bizarre of him because he's eating fries and talking about the shot. And he's like, oh, is there a burger element? There's a burger element to this. And he brings a burger and he starts eating the burger. And you know how people talk when their mouths are full? He's like, oh, this is delicious. Go get the shot and get your free burger. It's just like, this is, this is, this is Hollywood. This is like something out of, out of Hunger Games. You going to play it? I'm looking for it here. Okay. Hold on a second. I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this. I want you to look at this and think about, again, 
Some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Okay. Okay, Vomitus. Um, we'll link to this video. <laughs> the the way that the look on his face, the look on his face, I mean, like I'm like he's like he's trying to sell you a clean one owner uh, with, you know, 240,000 miles on it. Yeah, it's... I, I'm, you take that... Only went to church on Sundays, driven by a little old lady. You pile that on top of the dancing nurses, the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the absurdity that we experienced. We the, the Remember the dancing syringes on the Stephen Colbert show? Yeah. Uh, it just, we lived through something, man. We lived through something, and I don't think we're done I think yet. people are trying to forget it, too. It's like they, they don't want to remember the absurdity. Like, if you, right. add the, if you add up all the absurdity... Am I screaming into the microphone? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. If, if you add up all the absurdity, I mean... There's a lot it, of There's it. a lot of... It's pretty heavy on absurdity the last few years. I mean, it, it, it was, and... Yeah, it was. I don't know what else to say about that. Well... If I, were to put on, if I were to put on my 70 hat, my 70s hat. <laughs> um, you don't have one of those hats. <laughs> my seven dwarfs hat. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't have one of those hats. Although maybe we could manufacture them and sell them. <laughs> you could, maybe. Maybe yeah, 70s hats ponderize this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you guys, know, guys, the, you know, the you level know. Of, if you know the inside jokes, you know them. The level of absurdity is reaching uh, end times heights, latter day heights, yeah. yeah, last days heights. But sometimes I wonder, and, and and this is going back to this revival stuff. Maybe there's also a, a counter movement of truth and light coming out of this. Maybe it's all counterfeit. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. But no, I don't I think, think so. Like, I don't look, think so. Look, people. Uh, I think that there's a lot of good going on. I think there will be a lot of good and a lot of darkness. The problem is you're going to get mainly chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Because the the gods of light come and burn the earth, right? Those that are coming shall burn them up and leave them neither root nor branch. This is how the angel changed the message. or he, he, He quoted, he modified the book of Malachi slightly when he quoted it to Joseph Smith. Um, in Joseph Smith history, as recorded in Joseph Smith history. So did he modify the book of Malachi or did he quote the original revelation? He, he modified received? the, he modified the King James version <laughs> okay, yeah. language a little bit because it says, it says the day is coming that shall burn as an oven. And, and, and the angel said, those that are coming shall burn them up. This matches very much with the Hebrew or the ancient cosmology that we've kind of talked about where the, at the top level, ex, the, the seraphim, exist right the fiery ones mm-hmm. so uh yeah that's uh that's an important little tidbit there because when they come <laughs> if you can't stand the fire <laughs> if you're not uh able to be brought into their presence then you are burned with everything else so uh so yeah it's it's not so much a rainy day as a, sort of a really hot, hot and muggy at first, perhaps, <laughs> then maybe a little dry heat. It's a dry heat. And like spontaneous combustion, record temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, Joe Biden is, is in Ukraine. 
giving have you uh, seen all the memes about the east palestine guys like changing yeah. the name of the town to east israel or east ukraine or yeah yeah i mean the, uh, i don't think the u.s should be in the business of doling out money but if they're going to do that you would think it'd be more important to take care of some things at home like one of the biggest environmental disasters in u.s history <coughs> rather than over there in ukraine handing out money to agitate one of the nuclear superpowers who is now putting their nuclear weapons on combat ready. Oh yeah, there was, that, there was that story on Zero Hedge that was uh, overshadowed by the other story, <laughs> which was, uh, the headline reads, let's see, Putin suspends New START treaty, New START nuclear treaty, puts missiles on combat readiness. Death knell for the last remaining nuclear arms control treaty with the U.S. Is that, and that's not really that ominous. <laughs> right? It's just nuclear Armageddon. It's nuclear war. Yeah. And, and look, I'm not going to claim that Putin is the good guy here. I don't think there are any good guys here. But it's it's undeniable that the US has agitated this and elevated and escalated this conflict by funding Ukraine's so-called resistance well first of all by uh fomenting the maidan revolution right western intelligence powers come in and uh sure looks a lot like the antifa riots right and then all of a sudden a democratically elected government which happened to be pro russian right and they'll accuse them of corruption and, and right. you know, what, what was better, the corruption of the, you know, the, I don't know if they were really corrupt. I'm just saying they'll be accused of corruption. The point is, is, is any of the money, I mean, is, is the money, the, the billions of dollars we're sending over there, is it being held at the Italian villa of the Zelenskys or in their Florida residences? Or, or, or did, they, did they find it all at the uh, residences of those four officials that they charged with corruption? You know, oh, we found all the missing money and got I, rid of those people. I, I think he lost all the money in an unfortunate freak boating accident. <laughs> it's a boating accident. Yeah, but let's remember what Victoria Newland, remember her? Remember what she said? And she basically, in what? Who's, two, Vic, who's Victoria Newland? Well, I don't remind, know what she remind is. Me. I don't know what she is now, but she used to be, I think, the Under Secretary of State or some. She was one of those types in the okay. State Department over that region of the world. And she's on record basically saying, we got to get that president out and get the pro, pro-U.S., anti-Russia president in. And that wasn't even Zelensky. Was, that was way back. Right. But it was, you know, and that's covered in the documentary... Ukraine on Fire. Ukraine on Fire, featuring Oliver Stone. Um, that... that that is a bit, has proven to be a pretty important documentation of where we're at today because it's, it's backstory, right? It's origin story, or at least backstory. I don't know if it's the origin story or not, but it's, it's a good background. And, and uh, remember uh, also, let's not forget that John McCain and Lindsey Graham right. in 2015, was it? Or sixteen. I don't were, know when it was they went over, but I think it, it that ends up in Oliver Stone's movie, doesn't it? I think it is. And they were over there saying, "You're going to win this war." They were over there getting ready to start the war, and people postulate that Trump, Trump winning, kind of 
derailed all de- that derailed stuff. that or at least in 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 postponed it but as soon as he's out right this stuff so, starts in so when up trump again. won that that makes some sense so 2016 they, they were trying to get the ball rolling earlier but trump posed a more immediate clear and present danger to the oligarchy and therefore <clears throat> apparently they blamed they blamed all this stuff on russia so they started a campaign against russia uh relative to peddling influence um well yeah they took everything with the president of the united states they took everything that biden has been proven to have done russiagate pgate all of that stuff and just threw it on trump right but now we know that biden and his family was peddling influence making deals because they were accusing trump of you know taking money from russia and having all the hookers and stuff right the russian hookers or whatever And then this laptop comes out, and once it got All of evidence that. of them taking the money from Ukraine, and not only uh, insinuating that Hunter Biden was uh, involved in that, but there's video, like copious video evidence. Right. He filmed himself. <clears throat> he filmed himself with yeah, the hookers I, and t- doing the drugs. And how dumb do you have to be if you're the Son of the Vice President of the United States to document yourself doing all of this was it, stuff. Was it like because he likes wants to be a porn star? Does he aspire to be a porn star? Like, yeah. Why would you film yourself? I think he's a deeply troubled, troubled individual, yeah, disturbed, drug-addled person. I think he probably had a horrible childhood. If you believe any of the uh, diaries that have come right. out from some of his kids or one of his kids, uh, so speaking I, of the I, diary. Sorry. I don't know. But I think I think just to wrap this up is I think that Trump made the phone call to some Ukrainian people kind of saying what's going on over there they tried they impeached him for that and right, I think right. they were that's, so mad that they he derailed Remember that's this. the reason they impeached him was because right. he was withholding a million dollars or something like that, right? Was it a million or a billion? I what don't was know. it? How much money was it? Yeah. Somebody somebody put that in the comments for us. And they also slandered and ruined the career of Michael Flynn. Yeah, but he was withholding this. money from Ukraine. Right. That's why they impeached him. Let's remember the first time. Right. <laughs> That's why they impeached him the first time. The second time was because he was, wouldn't go quietly. Well, it, I mean, if we're like, like, tell me what's worse, that or blowing up Nord Stream pipelines. Like you want to impeach somebody, maybe an active. Well, hold, hold on. The story's not done yet. What's worse? That withholding money from Ukraine or starting World War III, where billions of people are destroyed in a fiery <laughs> Holocaust. Yeah, but at that point, impeachment doesn't mean much. Okay. Or what's worse, withholding money from Ukraine or extorting and bribing Ukraine for, you know, and using the entire country as a as a money launderer. I mean. A, laundra- a laundromat, I, I think you meant. a laundromat. <laughs> I think that's the whole, I think that was one of the reasons that Trump presented a threat to these guys is Trump was going to find this stuff out and potentially expose it and expose everybody involved, which would have been Barack Obama, Joe Biden, the intelligence agencies, the Levitt family. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's got an apartment over there. (laughs) He had an apartment and he can use, can he afford that anymore? (laughs) I, that is still, the Levitt family's got a lot of money. I'll bet he still has his apartment. Well, his wife is a Ukrainian. So that, that's why they had the apartment. Is she, I think she just has like ties to Ukraine. I don't know, but I still want to know 
I still want to know, number one, did Ukraine ever get their buffalo? Right. I, that I, I agree. That is the top concern <laughs> on my mind. And are there buffalo roaming freely? And who is taking care to make sure that they are not destroyed during the conflict with the Russians? Right. Did the Russians... I think the Levitts have a huge, the Levitts have a responsibility here to let us know what's going on with the buffalo. Well, I think the Fox, the local Fox journalist, Adam Herberts, needs to follow up. Yeah. What happened to that story? Nothing. He probably got fired. No, he's still out there. Yeah. Um, I think he might be someone who's trying to do the good, the right thing. Hmm. You know, a lot of journalists are just That's spoke, interesting. spokespeople for the regime. And he, work, and he works for Fox? But he might be, well, the local Fox, yeah. Okay. He might be, he seems like someone who's trying to expose corruption wherever it is. Good but for that him. story is so bizarre. We, we literally had a, a county attorney named David Levitt, right? Yeah, here in Utah County. Use Montana buffalo <laughs> that belonged to an Indian tribe. He took the Montana buffalo and somehow brokered a deal with Ukraine and the tribe to buy a child. Well, he, do we know if he brokered the deal or maybe he just teased a deal? He, he might have well, teased the deal. I don't know. That's why I want to know. Did, that's a good question for Herberts. Did he, cause is he, it Herberts? It's not a guy that's related to Gary Herbert. No, it? it's, it's spelled different. Herbets or Herbets? something. I could okay. look him up here in a second, but he he said, "Listen, tribe, I don't remember the Indian the Indian tribe. He wanted a, a child. He wanted a a baby, an Indian baby, an Indian baby. And he's and they said, no, go away. We don't he, do that for said, your kind. And he said, listen, how about this? Ukraine wants some buffalo. You have buffalo. I'll arrange for you to sell buffalo." to Ukraine, and as payment to me, you give me the kid. And he walked out of there with a kid. Okay, so you're truncating the story, just hitting the high points. We don't well, know exactly if it, all, if it all happened exactly like that. No, but, that's... That's, that's, the, that's the basic... Well, that's, the basic that's David points, Levitt's... Right? David Levitt spilled this all out on video. Well, he gleefully did, yeah. Yeah. And Fox 13 aired it. So... Did Ukraine ever get its right? Buffalo? WTF? <laughs> and I would, I kind of wonder where, where's this kid now? Where's the kid now? Where's David Levitt now? Well, he he. Someone he, should be keeping tabs on these people. He lost his uh, election, his reelection, by like a hundred points. I think it was one hundred to zero. <laughs> you mean the percentage points? Yeah, he lost badly. And I don't know where he is. That's a that's a good that's actually a good point. Where are these people now? Because now he's just running amok. There's no accountability. <laughs> okay, let's see if there's a wiki. Okay, the, the, if you search David Levitt, Utah County Attorney on Google, you get Ballotopedia. You get a few pictures. You get a top headline: Fox 13 now. Utah County Attorney David Levitt has talked about ritualistic sex. Dot dot dot. Videos obtained by the Fox 13 investigates team reveal new information about the man charged on suspicion of ritualistic child sex abuse. I guess I'll just link that one without even reading it to our website just for kicks. Adam Herbets, H-E-R-B-E-T-S. He is an investigative reporter with Fox 13, nine-time Emmy winner, 
Edward R. Murrow Award winner. The First Amendment is first for a reason. Send tips to iTeam at fox13now.com. He's a winner. He's an Emmy winner. That's his Twitter uh, bio. An Emmy. That's cool. Good for him. His latest, his latest, uh, his latest tweet set one hour ago says 13 shell companies, $5 million in penalties. And then he links to an article on fox13now.com, LDS Church Investment Fund charged with disclosure failures, misstated filing. Mm, this is interesting. It seems to be big news. He's followed this story before. He's followed this, this story for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And then his previous tweet Two days ago, thread. Last weekend, a five-year-old was missing for more than an hour and a half at Deer Valley. When police arrived, they questioned, criticized the resort for not calling them sooner. Interesting. They did find the child. <clears throat> so the police are upset because they weren't called sooner. But what, what if you found the kid and didn't have to call the police? I mean, isn't that kind of a conundrum? Do the police yeah, have I, to get involved in everything nowadays? That's the question. No, but... Um, no, but and no word if that child was the child that David Levitt bought for Buffalo. But um, here's an MSN story <clears throat> on it. No, it, it'll be big news um, for today, and then tomorrow. What, when the what nukes, will be the kid or the nukes or the church? The church thing will be big news today, and then tomorrow when nukes fall out of the sky, we'll forget all about it. But you know, like I know that. Um, do you think? Do you think we're we're really on the cusp of nuclear war? Do you think that's an actual possibility? I'm really more concerned about what David Levitt is doing right now <laughs> because I, you know, he lives in our county, or at least he worked in our county. I, I, he, maybe, maybe he's he, gone back to Cedar City. Maybe he's back in his uh, Ukrainian apartment. I don't know, but I there is no Wikipedia page to tell me, you know, the latest on David. Because well, he's but a he, nobody. But. Well, your your county attorney in actually the, in, the, in the Wikipedia carries a lot of weight. In the the Wiki- county attorney carries a lot of weight. Right in the Wikipedia world, though, he's a nobody. Nobody outside of Utah County cares. Yeah, but like, uh, and at least this journalist, at least Adam Herbert's cared enough to investigate this guy, and and I think probably those investigations c- combined with the sheriff. Here's the reason it matters. Probably ruined his. election. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, he's his electability is very low at this point. Right. But here's the problem. If the nukes start flying, you're going to see a breakdown in communication. Yeah. And your local, the people that you know locally will be what matters. So what you're going to find out is that there's an entirely new power structure. Like right now, what's the power structure? It's the NBA All-Star Game. It's uh, your favorite Twitter, Twitch yeah, uh, Twitter, Twitch, it's TikTok, bread Instagram inf- influencers. Bread, that's bread and circus. That's what people care about right now. And when all that is gone, what will matter is who owns the farmland and the food Bill in your, in Utah County, who owned by Bill Gates. <laughs> well, he's the biggest farmland owner in the country now. At this point, yeah. Let me revise my statement. I said bread and circus. I don't want to offend anybody. We're respectful no, of no all. No circus employees. We're, we're respectful of all sorts of lifestyles. Circus performers. So, gluten-free bread and very diverse circus. Okay? Okay. We don't judge what kind of bread you eat 
or what kind of circus you belong to. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. This includes the nitro circus too. But, but you're right. It's bread and circus right now, right? Keeps us all fat and happy and owning well, but, nothing. But it's not just that, but that's what people worship or focus on. They right. they like, okay, so yeah, what the Super Bowl, the NBA All Star game, the like, latest I have episode this, of such and such. I have this problem where I, I'll be sitting there trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing, and then all of a sudden I'm on Zero Hedge because I've been programmed to get dopamine by loading up Zero Hedge. It doesn't matter what it says. I'm, right. just, I'm just vulnerably explaining to the listeners of the podcast my like mind failings here. It's like, yeah, I'm the same way with I load Twitter. It up, I load it up, and I'm like, well, nothing has changed. Oh, there's a new article. Dopamine right. hits my brain. Oh, should I read that article? No, I'll come back in three seconds. Nope, no new articles, you know? So this is where I, I really think if, you're, if you have a, a smartphone or you work at a computer that you probably have some of these patterns burned into your, uh, your psyche right now. And so the first thing that's going to happen when, when the nukes go off or when the cyber, the Russian cyber attack, we're, you know, we've, we've postulated about this a lot on the mind virus show in the past, some sort of financial shutdown or an internet shutdown. And that's when, you know, the game is, the game is up, the, the things are going to change dramatically because once they take away the, the mind programming channels, you know, which my mind, yeah, it's getting programmed by zero hedge. I'm just using that example. I, there are a lot of things that I look at, right? I think they're one of the best fair-minded news aggregators out there that's, that's drawing from a lot of different people who, uh, and, and a lot of different uh, sides of the story, mostly the libertarian you know, financial markets side of things. But they, they come up with the, some of the most significant stories, right? They, they were uh, pioneering getting banned on tw- on Twitter <laughs> during the pandemic for right they were one of the for first. bringing up the lab theory the lab leak theory there's you been know, some and- more Twitter files that Im- Im- uh, implicate that senators had lists that they were giving to Twitter right of accounts to be banned right politics is a dirty dirty <clears throat> business and the, and these guys wield influence and power. Um, well, that's what they want. Kind of uh, like they're playing a Nintendo game or something, you know, or like they're like they're tossing out candy at a parade, you know. It's just flippant for right. them. Victoria Newland is in the news today, by the way. This isn't a zero hedge, speaking of, linked article. Victoria Newland, the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, said last week that the U.S. is, quote, supporting Ukrainian attacks on Crimea and called Russian military installations on the peninsula, quote, legitimate targets. Newland made the comments when asked about a report from the New York Times that was published in January and said the Biden administration was warming to the idea of helping Ukraine attack Russia despite the risk of escalation. Quote, Russia has turned Crimea into a massive military installation those are legitimate targets. Ukraine is hitting them, and we are supporting that. Newland told the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Okay. A Washington, D.C.-based thing. You bring up the Carnegie Internet Endowment. Did, have we brought up, I think we brought this up on the podcast before, that they are the ones that's, that we're talking about starting World War I right. in, at their inception. Right. This is, this is discoverable from the 
uh, Carol B. Reese Committee to Investigate the Tax Exempt Foundations, 1953. From the minutes of that, Norman Dodd sur- uh, summarized it to G. Edward Griffin in an interview in the 80s that you can find if you just Google it. We'll, we'll find that one and put it on the on the podcast page. I'm sure we've done it before. But but he says that they the first year they were talking about how to change society. The second year they were talking about is there any way better than war to change society on a grand scale. And the third year of the, uh, uh, this is the executive committee of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. The third year, their main topic was how do we involve the United States in a world war? This is 1911 or 12 or 13, something like that. Okay. So what you just read, the article that you read was so riddled with uh, spin that it's, it's hard to unwind it. The reason the Russians, because it talked about military bases in Crimea, the reason that they needed Crimea was because the Russians already had a permanent, huge military installation in Crimea. Right. From when? From when they were the Soviet Union. Right. What other country do we know that has permanent military bases around the world in other people's countries? Which other country? What has two thumbs and a long white beard, Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're we're dealing with massive hypocrisy here. If we don't see that Russia Russia is protecting its interests on its own borders, <clears throat> I mean they when they, it, they it, just chose they chose. There was a line in the sand, and that had to do with the ethnic cleansing that Ukraine was engaging in, the, the, the destabilization of a country on their border that had a lot, that shares their ethnicity. The, the Eastern Ukraine, the majority of the people speak Russian. Why? Because they're Russians. Okay. Do you remember, do you, do you recognize this? I'm showing Jordan a picture of uh, a painting of a stern-looking person. Do I don't know. It looks like it's out of a video game or something. It's out of a movie. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. Oh, I haven't ever seen that. No, you've never seen Ghostbusters 2? No, isn't that a woke, a woke Busters? No, no, no. Ghostbusters 2 is back in the original Oh, this is era. back in the day? Yeah. Okay, so it got Bill Murray? Yeah. It's oh, got all the same cast. This is Dan the, Aykroyd even? Yeah. This is the villain in Ghostbusters 2, and that's a painting, and I think the painting comes alive or something, but... Oh, okay. I just wanted to... to, So that's the villain in Ghostbusters 2. Look at that picture closely now. Okay, now. Keep that image in your brain. We're sorry, listeners. We can never do video because... Keep keep this image in your brain now. Because we're not good-looking people. Okay, all right. Now, that's, okay. Vic- that's Victoria okay. Newland. Go back. <laughs> Go back to the other picture. That, quick, that, quick. That's Victoria no, Newland. No, switch back. Yeah, okay. I don't want to look okay. at that. All right. I'm, that's, just that's Vic- I'm just kidding. That's Victoria Newland, and that's the picture. There's the meme, right, of Pam from The Office. The, that's the same picture meme. This is what I'm getting here. Maybe we'll have to create the meme. You can create it. And we'll put it on the website. Okay. Myenvirus.show. But, you know, what's that science, uh, what do they call it, physiognomy or something like that? Yeah, I would like to have somebody who knows that. Take a look at Victoria Newland. I don't think you need to be an expert to know that. I actually do have some experience. I don't think you need to be an expert to know that that is a scary person. That's the, uh, like, the file photo they have for her? 
I, that's the one that they linked on. It that looks article. like she just got asked the question. Like, <clears throat> it's probably an it's probably a screen grab from a video or something. Like, but. what's the, yeah? What's the question they're asking her there? Like, she's she's they're asking her to. Um, but I'm sure we could look up other images of her and uh, get a there's get just an idea. The, there's a lot of disdain there. Yeah, yeah. I think these people disdain us and our regular productive lives that we try to live. <clears throat> Victoria Newland images. <laughs> While he's looking that up, she's probably an ISFP. There's a there's a zero hedge article called When Evil Began. <laughs> this this could be an interesting read. Where did we start to have the troubles we have today? Reading the latest on Zero Hedge, you would be forgiven for believing that things have always been this way. But have they? Was there a time before evil? If so, what brought evil into our lives? And they've got a statue. Here's a statue of Pazuzu, the monstrous wind demon. He, along with the evil Croucher, the horrible Asapper demons and countless others suddenly fill the air in mesopotamia like flies around rotting meat in the first millennium bc these demons brought afflictions of every kind it became full-time occupation for people to cope with the plague of evil that threatened them at every turn sound familiar we know this primarily from the thousands of prayers omens incantations found in the library of Ashurbanipal, the last great Assyrian king who lived near Nineveh around 630 BC. Like today's headlines, omens found at Nineveh depict a life where evil is ever-present. And it goes on from there. Did you find what you're looking for? Well, I found the word physiognomy. But I still it's a noun. A person's facial features or expressions, especially when regarded as indicative of character or ethnic origin. What I'm looking Interesting. For. <clears throat> well, today has been an interesting podcast, to use a very bland word, interesting. <laughs> a very, yeah, we, a very uh, what's a better adjective than interesting? Scattered? <laughs> scattered is yeah as many good. of our discussions are right haphazard there was a general theme running through this whole i mean full podcast. disclosure we, we we talked for a full hour before we started recording sometimes we do that sometimes we talk for a full hour or more after we stop recording maybe we could start a patreon or better yet, like an OnlyFans, and have... <laughs> do you know what OnlyFans is? I've heard that it's like a subscription service. It is, but do you but know... But we could have everyone that subscribes, and we could have them in on, a, on an audio-only conversation. Do you know the kind of private. content? Do you know the kind of content on OnlyFans? Right, content relating to the fallen world is what my understanding is, <laughs> which is everything we talk about. That's, that's one way to put it. But we're both wearing too many clothing but I, <laughs> to be an OnlyFans. <laughs> Would you people pay if to hear the audio? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> what, I wa what I like is that it's OnlyFans. Like you would have to be a, the name of it just... I, I, I know the name of it. and I, Patreon just sounds a little too highfalutin for what... Well... Uh, and Only plus, Patreon, Patreon turns out to be like a, they, they, they deplatform people at the oh, drop they, of a hat. They do. 
And OnlyFans is definitely not highfalutin. It's the opposite. It's as, it's about as lowfalutin as you okay. can get. Okay. Well, I guess I'm getting an education here. What are there? Aren't there some other subscription services? What what, what would you rather that I use inst- if I'm comparing Patreon to someone else? Because those are the only two subscription services on, that pop right into my head: <laughs> Patreon and OnlyFans. What would be the what would be another subscription service we could advertise for? I I, I don't know. Um, maybe um, I'll I'll Google uh, it. alternatives to Patreon. Alternatives. Yeah, I don't think you know. OnlyFans to- is not going to come up as a as a alternative to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, eight best Patreon alternatives and competitors for 2023. The best Patreon alternatives are number one, Podia. Number two, Selfie, Sell, S E L L F Y. Number three, Buy Me a Coffee. Number four, Co Fi. Number five, Kickstarter. I don't know if that could really be considered an alternative. Number six, High Page. And number seven, your favorite, OnlyFans. Really? They put that on the list? Yeah. Alternatives to Patreon. <clears throat> well, here's uh, here here's here's another idea. We could we if we really wanted to go down this road, we could do it for people. Which road? The OnlyFans road? No, what road the are you talking the about? exclusive content. <laughs> okay, <laughs> road. Well, you listen. Talk, the reason if, I bring it up is because you talked about a, a private conversation. If if Jordan Bruno wants to set up an OnlyFans, Jordan Bruno's free to do that on his own time. <laughs> And Bobby Flood doesn't want anything to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And if you're out there, don't Google OnlyFans. Just don't do it. If you're out there listening. Will that, is, will that get you an eyeful or an earful? Just don't do it. I, 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 Have just, you ever Googled it? No. No, but I know what it is. Okay, that's problem. The problem is curiosity killed the cat. Do you really not know what it is? Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Well, I know. I, I thought that it wasn't. I didn't know that it was exclusively that. The problem is that it's overrun with that. No, it was formed, I believe. Oh, formed to for be that? that to formed be for that. that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then I had a misapprehension of what OnlyFans yeah, really was. I, I thought it was maybe, just heavy on that. Maybe it started, maybe maybe at, at some point, but my understanding is, it, it, which is limited, is that it was always meant to be that. I've heard that there are people out there making money on videos like where they just eat. Yeah, Twitch has or, a whole, or where they show pictures of their feet. Twitch has a whole channel called ASMR where it's just audio stuff of people like. What's ASMR stand for? I don't know. I don't Let's remember. See. ASMR. Twitch also has a whole hot tub channel, which is weird, where these girls will broadcast themselves. Autonomous sensory meridian response. These girls will just uh, broadcast themselves in a hot tub. And it got so bad, there was so much of it, it was overrunning Twitch that they finally just made a... Hot tub channel? A hot tub channel. Okay. So you can just watch people in hot tubs? Well, yeah, but most of it... I'm just thinking if it's your feet, like if somebody's willing to pay for pictures of feet, why are we not all just out there taking pictures of our feet? (laughs) Because that seems like a pretty easy, low-hanging fruit. Have you seen your feet? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to be the one looking at him and paying for it. Like I said, if Jordan Bruno wants to try any of these things, go for it and let us know how it goes. Let us know how it goes. I, I, uh, I, I'm going to not pay for pictures of anybody's feet. Well, I know you're not going to. You can get them for free pretty easily on Google. <laughs> 
boy. But aren't people paying for them? I don't know. I don't know. But people definitely are paying for... If you for, did like a live cam, like, oh, move your foot to the left. Yeah, people are definitely paying for Raise stuff. Your, you, know, and, you know, I can pick up a tennis ball with my foot. And maybe... My toes. Not my foot, my toes. You know what? Maybe nuclear war is going to be all right. <laughs> But as I was saying, if you want to go down this exclusive content road, we could do it really easily by just uh, sending out stuff to people who subscribe to our newsletter, which we have never sent anything out. I don't. We think. did send one thing out one time, I think. Did we? Do we have more than five people? On no, that? I think my, people might want an interactive <clears> thing. <throat> we did t- tease the idea of having like a little round table with a few friends. I had, we had one, Dr. Nick actually expressed interest in joining a round table conversation. That could be fun. I don't have a round table. Okay. Well, guys, would you be interested in having a square table conversation? <laughs> if we do something on the, okay. If we do a round table conversation, I, one of the requirements is that we all dress like knights of the round table. So you're going to cosplay it. We're going to yeah. LARP. We're yeah. going to LARP it. I get to be... Sir Robin. I was, thought you were going to say Guinevere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could be Guinevere. No, I could be. Why I'm don't you? either be Arthur or Lancelot that for could, sure. That could be your. Or Percival. Only fans is you dressed as Guinevere. Um, I always, you know, I always associate. I'm, all, I'm open to interesting business opportunities. I always associate Guinevere with a horse. Because when I was a kid, one of the horses we had was named Guinevere. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you had horses as a kid. Yeah, we had lots of horses. How many? At one point, I think we had 10 or 11. Yeah, but that's a pretty th- big commitment to horses. It was. Most of the time, there was a short time we had that many. Most of the time, we had three to four. Was Guinevere a long-term horse at the Flood household? You know, I don't remember what we did with that horse. I honestly don't remember. Hmm. Glue factory, probably. Well, they're all probably there now. Yeah. I mean, that was a long time Where ago. Where does that come from? Since you're a horse guy, why do they say that they send the old nag or the old horse well, to the glue factory? you know the University of North Carolina? I'm aware of it. Do you remember Is their- Is this like the Tar Heels? Yeah. Do you remember their mascot, the Tar Heels? Uh, uh, I thought they switched it to a coronavirus, like a Chinese <laughs> version of a coronavirus, but go ahead. So the Tar Heel, what is their logo? Do you remember the logo of the Tar Heel? I'm remembering like a f- face with a hat. Like, I guess I got it. We have Google. I'll look it up. <clears throat> Tar a- Heel logo. Oh, is it a ram? It's a ram. And if you look at it, it's, it's got some tar on its heel, right? Okay. Well, why is it a ram? Well, tar, I think a long time ago, tar and other sticky things like glue would be derived from the hooves of ungulates like cows and horses and in that case, a, a ram. Is that why they call them ungulates? Because ungulates kind of a sticky word, like ung. I don't think it's so. Like that would that hangs on your tongue, so it's like a stickiness. I don't think so. Okay. But so I think you'd you'd send a horse off to the glue factory because they'd make glue out of it, out of the heels, out of the hooves, out of the hooves. That's my understanding. Okay. Well, they would make they would make other things out of the rest of it, like dog food. Maybe maybe school lunch food, hot dogs. Right. Have you seen The Simpsons where they show what how they make hot dogs? Oh, it's great. So. I gotta find that for the listeners because you know they they're like uh, <laughs> they've got a raccoon tail, right. a tin can. Um, 
probably is, a, probably a horse. This may be up there with the strangest conversation we've ever had in the history of this podcast. I don't know, but did anybody out there the have church is the paying odds? five billion dollars in fees? Million. Five million dollars, excuse me. Did anybody out there have Pfizer's paying five the billion dollars? The odds on in whether fines. or not OnlyFans gets mentioned on this podcast. Was that a Vegas line? A Vegas line on that? Yeah, that would probably would have been pretty. Someone just got rich. High odds. Somebody, somebody nailed it. I think yeah. uh, you know who probably was probably Mr. T. That seems like something he would do, and he probably just got rich. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Mr. T was a closet Vegas uh, better. Is that the right word? There's probably some good gambler slang for that gambler. You gotta know when to hold them. Keep going. You got to know when to fall. The, our friend, the Red Vine, she loves it when we sing. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Well, you should sing more. No, go ahead. <clears throat> this is good. We're getting deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this rabbit hole is disturbing. But we could start utilizing that, um, that, that uh, mailing list more. You know, originally, the very first episode that we ever recorded, I edited quite a bit, um, just cleaned it up, got rid of pauses like those. And I also, I, I shortened it a little bit and thought, we'll take this content that I just edited out and we'll give it to, uh, we'll give it to our Patreon or our subscribers. But I stopped doing that because one, it took, it took a long, long time to do all that. But also, I just thought, let's just put it all out there. We don't mm-hmm. need to self-censor. Maybe we do. M- maybe I'll edit out all the references to OnlyFans. See, that's what TBM would have told us if he were on the podcast with us. Every that's gambler, Mr. T, right? TBM is Mr. T. Yeah. Every gambler. <clears throat> um, what did you just say? Knows that every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. Knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep. Wise words, Kenny Rogers. I uh, I think the best gambling advice you could ever get is from Charles Barkley, and he said, "Every bet is fifty fifty." Either you win money or you lose money. <laughs> Wise words. And you got to admire just the, the childlike math there. Because like, he's, he's, he's not wrong, but there's a reason that he lost tons of money gambling. Did he? Yeah. Because every bet is 50-50. <laughs> you either win or you lose. <laughs> oh, there's some really good... Um, is it ESPN or who? What is he on? T- He's on TNT, TNT I believe, or TBS. Sha- with Shaq and him yeah. making fun of each other. Yeah, they, and then he said something about the women of San Antonio, and there's just all kinds of good yeah, material on Charles Barkley putting his the, foot in his mouth. So the women, the women of San Antonio are, are big. 
And he's saying it in a good, you know, he's saying, I love it. I love San Antonio. Big women. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It, there's, I, it's, I'm sure it's all an act, but it's fun. And uh, I don't know if it's an act. It might be kind of like the Mind Virus show, except you've got two really famous people <laughs> going after it. <laughs> Which is, am I Shaq or, or am I uh, Charles Barkley? Or oh, am, am I the straight guy? Am I Ernie stuck in the middle? The straight guy? Ernie kind of plays the straight guy, right? The, what does that mean, the straight guy? Well, meaning he's he's not he's not in on the jokes. Okay, he's trying to you know, it's he's not trying sh- to keep the peace, trying to keep trying to keep the show on track. Yeah. And Shaq and and uh, Charles are like right. off track, right? And and Kenny Smith is sometimes the straight guy too in the middle, saying, "You guys are so stupid." And then that's Kenny's, what this that's what this episode would be would be Shaq and Charles right. just talking. So we need somebody to get us if back the, on if track. They were, if they were white, skinny Mormon dudes. <laughs> hey, don't give too much away about us. <laughs> I'm not that skinny. Well, you look like you could, you've missed a meal or two in the last week. I need to miss a lot of meals. You're yeah. wasting away to almost nothing. I'm not. I'm not. Definitely not. Okay, well, what do you really think? Give the, give the listeners something interesting as you... Something, something serious as you uh, close out this podcast, put us out of our misery, whatever. I've, I've really enjoyed the discussion today, by the way, but, uh, but yeah, we did kind of get into a little bit of a, what do you call it? Punch drunkness, slap happy, slapstick mode there for a minute. In all seriousness, you know, when I would not plan on tapping into Enzyme Peak Advisors um cash stash during the apocalypse. I just don't I just don't see the logistical way where that money's really going to get to you and your well, families well, and make a difference even if you're a full tide payer. I don't think that money's ever don't intended think, to go to Well, they said it was for a rainy day, yeah, maybe for the second coming. For them. No, I don't think that's going to go to people. I mean, general authorities are people too. <laughs> Generally. So when Joe Biden was in Ukraine, okay. He's walking down the streets, shuffling down the streets with, you know, uh, Zelensky. And there's, you got to love this, man. There's air raid sirens playing. Oh, yeah, I heard that they they played the air raid sirens just for uh, dramatic effect. Those are loud. Have you ever been in close proximity to an air raid siren? No, I don't think so. Oh yeah, they're loud. I like, saw. They, you don't have to be very close to to hear it. Big if time. there was a if there was a real need for air raid sirens, Zelensky and Biden would not be strolling down the street. Well, no, they said they played him for in honor of Joe Biden. <laughs> I saw one tweet. It said air raid sirens blared over Kiev to warn. Mothers and fathers to hide their daughters from Joe Biden. <laughs> You'd sniff them, yeah. touch their hair. <laughs> I just like this. I hope people. I, I hope people realize that this podcast has been far more serious than most of what you see on the news, like the corporate news. Like really. The corporate news is a is a is a Hollywood style production. Yeah, you have to remember that. At least you know we we realize we we don't take ourselves that seriously. But they're 
they're seriously spewing lies. Oh, they take and themselves. Spin. They take themselves very, very seriously, and we we have to stop doing that. When we take them seriously, we end up with lockdowns and mask mandates and dancing nurses and World War Three is what they're talking about right now. And, like literally, yeah, and, literally, they're trying to commit all these politicians to stand with Ukraine. Say it. We stand with Ukraine. Say it. You're going to give them the money. Say it. You're you're never going to back down. We're right, never going to let Russia alone. This is war. Remember this is the, it. Joe End Biden, of story. Joe Biden gave the State of the Union recently, and, and there were some people who didn't clap when he said, stand with Ukraine. And there were Congress people saying, we need to know who didn't clap and why. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's 1984 it's, stuff. <laughs> right. It's, that's the old, like, Stalin uh, um, uh, urban legend, right? That he looked at him funny and they, he was off to well, the gulag or yeah, off well, with his you, head. If you had to be the last person clapping. Oh, so they kept they, cla- they, everybody. Yeah, I guess you couldn't be the first person to stop clapping because they'd haul you off. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, oh, speaking so of, the ovation never ends. Speaking of 1984, you know, you, you, you've probably seen movies or read books from Roald Dahl. You remember him? I saw that he's being modified. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach. Um, Can't use adjectives anymore, like black or fat. Yeah, or so literally that a, a crew witch, of sensitivity witchy, readers. Witchy woman, is that going to get banned? Witches, he wrote that. He wrote some really fun, bizarre, Gentle Giant, I think was him. Really underrated The BFG? Author. Yeah, B, yeah, big BFG, not Gentle Giant. But um, this crew was called sensitivity readers is there a more orwellian term than for censorship than sensitivity Mm. readers apparently they've combed through his books i don't know why his books specifically but and they're rewriting them so if you're a fan of road doll maybe this is just a pr stunt to goose his sales well it's not going to goose his sales because you're going to go through because they've already changed them they've already changed them so what you got to do is go buy one that was printed 20 years ago yeah and, and we have some of his books see this is what worries me about like Digital books, Kindle books. They oh, can, they can change it a they second. They can change it, and 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 your copy could we'll then be updated without yeah. your consent. Yeah, that's the whole thing <laughs> about a digital world, and a right. digital ID, and uh, digital digital money. currency. Yeah, and a digital temple ceremony <laughs> can be changed at a moment's <laughs> notice. <laughs> <clears throat> well, strange times we live in. Uh, strange times. We say that a lot and it just keeps accelerating and getting stranger. And in some ways it's like, yeah, let's just indulge in the bread and circus while we can um, play Hogwarts and, and uh, watch the movies and the sporting events and eventually go down with the ship. But I do think there's important, it's an important time to spiritually prepare, physically prepare. Um, I don't want to go away easily i you know i want to put up a fight uh, whatever that means if it's a fight for survival or fleeing into the wilderness or something i i don't want to just i don't want to be swept up into a you know a digital prison you know they talk about these 15 minute cities we've talked about those they're they're prison cities and i don't want to live in that i don't want to live that way at all i want to be free to go where i want where i want to go when i want to go you know i want to I want to be, we need to have, you know, Ed Abbey, Edward Abbey, one of my favorite authors, even though we disagree on some political matters. He's long dead, by the way, but he, 
he said that wilderness was important. I'm paraphrasing. Wilderness was necessary so we could go and run away from tyranny. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's a good point. And I've, I've argued before that I think that the American experiment was successful because, not just because of the principles of freedom, which were important, the principles of liberty and, and good government and uh, respect for each other's natural rights, but the lack of proximity to tyranny was a big factor in the success of the American experiment. <clears throat> yeah, the the American experiment is going through some some problems. <laughs> well, I should say the people trying to they're trying to end the experiment. I think. Let's see yeah. if I can find this quote. Well, here's here's a good one. You you brought it up. You know, we uh, we can go back to the the a president that everyone agrees would be a good president, Bill Pullman from Independence Day. Right. <laughs> and in 1996, he says, we can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We'll be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. I mean, does this not seem contemporarily right. uh, appropriate? <laughs> he says... Uh, you know, um, we're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day? Should we win today? The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as a day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Right. I mean, the, the principles enshrined in the Declaration of Independence and Independence Day they're pretty much scripture. I mean, there's scripture as anything else out there. Just right. the idea that you as an individual have rights. You have the right to assert your your independence from the machine and, and to have certain accommodations made for you, like that you can have your own thoughts and pursue happiness and own property and control the God-given resources of the world and not be... Um, harassed by the officers of the state who harass us in need of our substance you know this is <laughs> this is serious stuff and we're really in the we're really in that um we're pretty much in that situation i, I our friend dave that i mentioned from liveready.com the police officer that i had a podcast with a few weeks ago he's gotten really into the chat bot mm -hmm. discussion and he he and i were uh feeding it all this stuff like this all this hypothetical stuff like if it were proven that an election was stolen and that the the government was was using bioterrorism and and lockdowns and taking away people's natural rights you know and then uh you know what would, would that would that still be a free and democratic society and and, and the chatbot would come back. No, that would not be free and democratic for these reasons. And then, so I, I kept telling Dave to give it the to give it the um, the Declaration of Independence at the end. So if after a long, it had been established that there was a long train of abuses, you know, just and just read it the Declaration. Would it not then be the right and the duty of the people to throw off the government and provide new guards for their future security and he he said if you feed it the chat if you feed the chatbot that line it will say 
no, I do not espouse violent revolution. <laughs> like it's been programmed not to not to agree with you on that one point, but it would agree with everything else that, right. that's been happening since 2020, and even since you know 9/11. That we're we're not living in a democracy. We're living in a totalitarian surveillance state. But then it would not advocate that you had the right to self-government through whatever means were necessary. <clears throat> well, we can't go. Of course, it would never. It would never say that. It's been they'd already anticipated that. Here's the Ed, Ed, Edward Abbey quote. He says, "We can have, <clears throat> we can have wilderness without freedom. We can have wilderness without human life at all. But we cannot have freedom without wilderness. We cannot have freedom without leagues of open space beyond the cities where boys and girls, men and women, can live at least part of their lives under no control but their own desires and abilities." free from any and all direct administration by their fellow men. Thought crimes. <laughs> I mean, really, like, we're literally, there, are, there is a huge movement on to squash the, that the people, people in, uh, thinking. People in England, I believe, are, have been arrested for things they've posted on social media. Oh, yeah. Or for misgendering people, literal thought crimes. Yeah, they're 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 a speech crimes, people. thought crimes. That's that's why you know, ten or twelve years ago, or what was it, fifteen years ago, when the hate crime stuff was being bandied about, like we need these laws because you know, when a person is is attacked and there's a racial motivation or a, a sexual preference motivation, the gays or whatever, that that that's worse than if somebody's just attacked. Right. Right. Right, and and they were able to pass those laws, and those were the beginnings of the attack on free speech. Because somehow, yeah, there's gonna, these protected classes of society where it hurts worse. If you're going to murder someone, make sure they're a straight white male. Well, yeah, but if you're going to murder somebody, if if it's a sexual or a racist thing, then it's hate. But for any other reason, right. it's not hate right. that you murder. What? <laughs> You see the problem here? It's like we have <laughs> yes, I do. the hate crimes. The whole point of hate crime is that we hate free speech. Right. Well, in a lot of the so-called hate crimes, the, the investigations showed no, no motive, no motive of, you know, of the so-called hate crime. Right. It just Played happened no to be motive. that the victim, just, ha- the victims fit in the category right, for the hate right. crime. Yeah. And what it's led is to a big rise of fake hate crimes like Jesse Smoulet and the NASCAR guy with the noose. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there, we had one here locally with the BYU volleyball team, like these things. That's right. We did. <clears throat> wow. Well, anyway, will we go quietly into the night? Will we vanish without a fight? Well, a lot of people are hoping that's what we do. Yeah. Or we may not have a choice. It may just be that the night is lit up with bombs, <laughs> nuclear bombs. And then that's not a very quiet night. And we all are just going to do what we have to do. But I don't know. Are there even air raid sirens installed here? I think the Book of Mormon, the Book of Mormon is our best. Um, benchmark or I don't know if benchmark's the right word, but our best uh, analog to look at. And, and that's when um, the, cl- the closest, I, I brought this up before, the closest section of narrative that I think fits our day is, is at the end of 3rd Nephi chapter 6 when the prophets, the, spe- the people who were speaking out, right, were being put away privily. They were being killed 
because they were saying things that were antagonistic to the to the lower judges of the land, to the bureaucracy, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, right? And so they were being deplatformed and decapitated, I assume. <laughs> Not only just deplatformed, right. they, were, they were being deplatformed via decapitation, via via de-vivification. Uh, and um, <laughs> this became... Uh, aware, the people became aware of this, and so they started to cry out to the to the chief judge of the land, right? Like, hey, they're killing these people without any due process of law. They're they're just getting rid of them, right? And uh, we've talked about how excluding someone from the marketplace from the agora is similar to death, right? You can't buy, sell, or or conduct business or in the marketplace of ideas. That's that's your social destruction, deplatforming. It's it's happening. It's been happening. It's happened in the history of the world. It's happening now. Well, anyway, what happens is that um, the people became aware enough that the the their their uh, plea was voiced to the high at the highest levels and and they and they it looked like i think to the to the bureaucracy or the lower judges of the land the deep state whatever you want to call it the people in control that they might take action against them and the narrative essentially says that the chief judge was murdered by an unknown hand and the the oligarchy overthrew the the reign of the judges and they devolved into um tribes Warring tribes, essentially. I think that's the closest. I mean, that's. It, it, it seems like it's taking a long time to play out, but you know, the people are. I think a lot of people are waking up, and and wh- whether you understand the full extent of it or not is, is maybe not relevant. There, there's enough division that. That that's the big question, right? Are we divided enough that we're ruleable, or we are we divided so much that we're unruleable? You know unruly right that is a question and i would say that right now we have a pretty complicit or compliant society i mean look at the last few years right Mm -hmm. everyone was wearing masks outside well in in some states Eh. some states they were there was a few southern states even so you know southern states yes maybe is a little better utah was pretty resistant right up until the church got in and said well, in the mandate the yeah. mandate made a lot of people put them on because you know we do what we're told um but uh, yeah i know there were pockets but for the most part everyone was wearing a mask or at least even if they didn't want to they'd put it on well i'm just being polite they've asked us it's a, so you're saying the insi- this the insinuation that the lower that the lower judges of the lands are killing people in private or deplatforming them or whatever, that's not enough to cause them to overthrow the government. It hasn't or been the government's yet. already been overthrown. It hasn't been yet. I mean, we, we, we've, we've done nothing in, in response to the abuses over the last three years as a culture. Yes, I know there's pockets of people and resistance and things like that, but who's, who's, who's been held accountable? So the government's working pretty good for the oligarchy. Oh, yeah. The oligarchy, I think the oligarchy believes that they have uh, absolute control, and they might be right. Uh, We've postulated about how, you know, pushing us so far that we do break, and then we revolt, and then they crush the revolt, right? Well, maybe then then I'm wrong about that being the closest uh, mirror. Maybe the closest mirror is the right before the Lord comes. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's... 
I don't know. I think things, there's the potential for things to get a lot worse than they are now. That's for sure. So in the meantime, you know, make sure that uh, you uh, have your stock portfolio shored up for those rainy days. Because <laughs> you're going to need it. Even though it'll be useless. <laughs> well, on that note. <clears throat> on that note. Give you the last word. The last word of the podcast today is have a great week. Week. That's the last word on the podcast today. Today is the last. <laughs> see, you see, you know, you could just go. You could. This you, can never end. <laughs> the never ending story. Well, maybe we should just fade off to some music again. We've done that in the past. I mean, we have our own music, right? But you got something you want to play? Nope. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Find us at mindvirus.show. I'm Bobby Flood. He's... Oh, Jordan Bruno, signing off. He's O. Jordan Bruno. He's signing off. I'm signing off. And we are... OJB. We are gone.